So I have what's called the 15 minute rule where I think it, it takes about 15 minutes to really drop into anything, whether it's yoga, yeah. a workout, a run, I mean, a conversation even. Oftentimes it takes me about 15 minutes to really drop into whatever it is that I'm doing. And a component for me is skill-based activities that produce flow state. So that's why I love CrossFit so much. There's skill involved. Big news, my third book, number one on Amazon in business, the pre-sale, Do It, The Life-Changing Power of Taking Action is coming out April 4th worldwide. It's available on pre-sale, and if you buy it on Amazon, on Barnes & Nobles, wherever books are sold, let me know because I want to send you a special gift. So if you buy this book, Do It, The Life-Changing Power of Taking Action, not only Will you have the most immersive, in-depth, introspective book ever put together on taking action? This is three years in the making of myself doing research, studies, surveys. The overview, 40,000 foot, just think Atomic Habits meets the Enneagram with crazy cool Malcolm Gladwell type stories from figures in history who changed the world. There's nine types of action archetypes, nine types of these Things that we have that we can resonate with of why we are holding ourselves back from taking action. Everybody has something that they want to do and there's something that is stopping them. These nine action archetypes are the allodaxophobic, fear of other people's opinions, the burn, the inopportune, the blamer, the test believer, the perfectionist, the scarciest, the distracted, and the underestimator. And you will learn which one that you are and how to overcome this and take action. April 4th, do it. The life-changing power of taking action. Let me know if you buy this and I will send you a gift. Before we dive into this incredible episode that you are about to hear on The David Nurse Show, I just wanted to say a special thank you for being a listener, for tuning in. You could be anywhere else in the world right now and you are with me listening. And I also want to ask you, If you find value out of this episode, out of any of the episodes, to share with a friend, share with a family member, somebody needs this and you can be the person that changes their life. And also, if you could, it takes about 12 seconds in total to leave a review for the podcast. Go to Apple, the podcast app, and leave a review. Five star if you love it. You choose, write a review. Let me know if you leave a review and I will shout you out. I will give you a gift. I will have a conversation with you. I'd love to hear from you if you are listening to this podcast. So go to the Apple Podcast app, leave a review, because it helps It helps people that are searching podcasts, that are trying to find something of optimization, mindset development, and we will pop up as the top podcast. So you're also helping others by leaving a review and subscribing. Also, the show is on YouTube. If you want to watch me talk to the guest, you can watch it on YouTube, David Nurse channel. All right, now, time for the show. You are about to get your mind blown. Eric Hinman, welcome to the David Nurse Show. Thank you for coming on this podcast, brother. I have been a big fan of watching your crazy workout videos in the snow in Colorado. Man, you have a... You have a skill, a trait about you, a just find a way mentality is what I call it. And we'll 
absolutely dive into that and much more on this episode. But Eric Hinman, can you start us off with a bang? Maybe something not everybody knows about you, something different. Yeah. First, thanks for having me, David. Really appreciate it. And um, since you sent me this question prior to this, um, I had a little time to think about it. And yeah. specifically, while I was just out mountain biking in Colorado, oh I, uh, I came up with my answer. And my answer is, uh, I don't think anyone knows this with the exception of maybe my parents. But when I was growing up, I used to always sleep on the left side of my head because I thought my left ear stuck out further than my right ear. And I thought by sleeping on my left ear, it would push it in to even out my ear so my left ear didn't stick out as much. So that's a fun fact about me that I don't think anyone knows except for maybe my mom. <laughs> I love it. Did it work? It. Uh, I don't know. I mean, you, you, you check right there. How's it look? They look pretty even, right? Pretty even. Yeah. It might have worked. Yeah. I think it worked. Yeah, there's my there's my hack, my scientific hack, one man experiment. Yeah, I used to literally lay on the bed and try to stretch myself as much as possible so I could grow taller. That <laughs> there you go. Yeah, well, you found the way. And talking about that, if finding a way, maybe we're talking about finding a way to get your ears evenly leveled. You have a different mentality about you, Eric, and we can dive a little bit into your past and. Uh, the Iron Man's and just, uh, but I think there's something in you, and I, I really want to unpack this for the audience listening. Is there some kind of secret sauce of resiliency, or is it just something, man? Like it's always been in you. Is it a hybrid? Did you develop it? Let's just throw it all out on the table and mm -hmm. let's just kind of piece it together and figure out how can we find the ultimate formula for resiliency. Yeah. So I'm going to relate this to basketball since I know that basketball is a big part of your life. And I played basketball in high school. Um, I, I wanted to be Michael Jordan growing up. I pretended I was Michael Jordan in, in my head playing basketball in my parents' backyard for three hours every night as a kid. And I think if I have one superpower and the secret sauce for anything is having a singular focus for things. And, you know, going back to basketball, I bought those jump shoes when they first came out back in like the late 1980s because I wanted to be able to dunk. And the jump shoes, I mean, they put like six or 12 inches on my vertical, but I mean, I used them every single night religiously for like a year, jump roping and playing basketball with them. So I think that is the secret sauce for anything in life is, is to have like focus, to cut out the distractions. And I'm a firm believer in doing less to do more, you know, focus on one yeah. thing at a time, one chapter at a time, master that. And then when it no longer serves you, move on to the next one. That feeling when you are just recharged, you don't have any sickness, no ailments, you have full optimal energy, you are functioning at your highest level. You want to recreate that? Yeah, sure, you do, I do, we all do. And then you can times it by 10. What I'm about to tell you is going to blow your mind. So hold on here. This, this is real. Hyperbaric chamber. If you don't know what it is, look it up right now. Look up Elevate Health. E-L-E-V-E -E health.com. It's an oxygen miracle. What it is, HBOT, the hyperbaric chamber. It's a simple and non-invasive therapy where you go into this. It places a body in a pressurized environment that allows extra oxygen to dissolve in the blood plasma and travel freely throughout your circulatory system, getting more 
red blood cells flowing naturally to the body's function. It's going to help you kill off any harmful bacteria. It's going to help you detox, increase your oxygen concentration, resist and fight infection, heal wounds faster, improve oxygen supply, reduce swelling, stop infection, lower inflammation, all while you're relaxing in the chamber. I, I, I kid you not, this is what the pros, the top Olympic athletes, what everybody uses for the highest optimization recovery. This is called Hyperbaric Chamber, HBOT, from Eleve Health, E-L-E-V-E Health.com. Message me separately, too, if you want to get a specific deal on this. Check it out as you're a sports team, if you're an individual, if you're just somebody who loves optimization, it will be an absolute life changer for you. You know what? First off, how did those things work for you? I used those too. I'd walk around in them and I literally never gained anything to my vertical leap. I did. I mean, maybe there were other things of that I was jumping a lot. So obviously by jumping a lot, you're going to improve your ability to jump. But in about a year period, I put on six inches on my on my vertical. <laughs> that is awesome. It's so funny. Me and a friend were just talking about that a couple of days ago. I was like, where did those go? Did, did I know. I have no idea. <laughs> you can still find them on eBay, by the way, if you want to check it out. Amazing. All right. So I love the focus piece. And this is interesting that you took it here as I do a lot of work with NBA players and high performance athletes in terms of getting in the zone. And I'm currently in the process with some other friends in this space of figuring out how you can actually get in the deepest zone for the longest uh, flow state, but there's also mm -hmm. focus. So I, here's, and, and, and this is us just, just, just chatting here and trying to figure this out together. Like focus is, is very important, but you are so narrowly focused. You're on one thing you're locked in. There might be blinders. And sometimes mm -hmm. if you focus too much, you get into a pressing sensation and, and you don't have that natural state, that natural ability that comes in. Now, mm -hmm. if you are in flow state. Most people think, well, that's where I'm just going on my natural talent, letting my ability take over. And it's almost kind of too much riding the waves. So I'm thinking there's got to be a way to marry the two. The, mm -hmm. the, the laser sharp focus like you're talking about, amazing. But then how do I make sure I don't overdo it? How do I make sure I don't press? How do I bring in this natural God-given ability, this talent, this flow in the mix there? Anything mm -hmm. coming to your mind there? Or you're like, David, that's crazy. That's dumb. No, 100%. So I have what's called the 15-minute rule where I think it, it takes about 15 minutes to really drop into anything, whether it's yoga, yeah. a workout, a run, I mean, a conversation even. Oftentimes, it takes me about 15 minutes to really drop into whatever it is that I'm doing. And a component for me is skill-based activities that produce flow state. So that's why I love CrossFit so much. There's skill involved. That's why I love mountain biking so much because there's skill involved. I always pick technical trail running over pavement running because there's skill and risk involved. So um, for me, there's definitely a component of that that puts me into flow state. So skill-based activity, having some risk involved with the activity. And I also think you need a certain level of expertise within it in order to get into that flow state. So, you know, the first time I ever did yoga, I definitely was not in flow state. The first time I ever took a CrossFit class, I definitely wasn't in flow state. First time I ever shot a basketball, I wasn't in flow state. So, you know, I think you need to designate uh a period of time to get good enough at whatever that is to then be able to drop into flow state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all right, let's let's keep going deeper down this too. So, yes, 
get really good at it to be able to drop into flow state. Now, is there a way that you can flip that switch? Talked about the 15 minute rule. I totally agree with that. It does take a little while, but what if you don't have 15 minutes and you're coming off the bench as an NBA performer and, or you're in the CrossFit finals, like, what do you do then when you just have to be like, bang, time to go? Yeah, I mean, some of it is reps and sets. The more you practice these activities and the more you practice getting into flow state, the easier it is going to be to get into flow state. Um, so, yeah, I, and I also know, you know, the activities where I can drop in and some of the things where I maybe can't drop in because I haven't practiced them enough. Mm. Um, you know, the, the best in the world, you know, that's a big component of, of their success is, you know, look at Michael Jordan making that game winning shot, you know, he can just, he's in the moment. So presence is a huge component. And I I think we all need to practice presence more often because we have just, we're inundated with options and distractions and notifications. So the more we can practice either meditation or, you know, these, these running, you know, with, I put one song on repeat when I mountain bike or, or I trail run just to put my mind into trance. So I think training your mind to be present can help get into flow state when, you know, you need to. I looked up some stats on this. Check this out. This is incredible. 31% of adults worldwide have more confidence based on clear skin. 31, that's almost one third of people like, hey, you got clear skin, you're more confident. Get this, better looking people, meaning of just the term, the clear skin is we're putting that with, earn 12% more financially over their lifetime. 12% more, that, that literally could be millions of dollars. You are investing a lot into the lab, into the science, into yeah. the research. It is so far a no brainer why anybody would try would use anything else other than one skin like is there any is there anything like you can even think of that makes sense like i'm trying to and i can't i want to say out of the kindness of your guys heart you are providing for our listeners a special pricing code which will be in the show notes so look in the show notes to try out one skin for yourself strongly recommend to subscribe to our newsletter we want to empower everyone because we know that the choices that we are making today will definitely impact how you're you know are gonna age tomorrow you know what i think you hit on a point that's really powerful that i haven't really thought of you said go with the things that you have done that you know you can do really well so even saying Michael Jordan hits that jump shot, you know what he understands is he's not going to shoot a step back three because that's not his shot. He knows yep. hey, I can take a couple hard dribbles and I can pull up at the elbow. I can knock this mid range down 99 times out of a hundred. So to your point is figure out the things that you can do really well. And if you need to get into it, into that, Oh my God, to perform lean on those type of areas that, Hey, you can hit a home run with this. Like if I'm on stage speaking to a company, I'm trying some new stuff and I can feel myself like maybe it's not working. I'm going to go to the stories and the points that I know are going to hit a home run. That's a good point, Eric. I don't know if you even meant to say that, but man, that was phenomenal. Yeah. 100% agree. Yeah. And some other things too are, you know, um, I take a product called HVMN, which is ketones. Ketones are known to produce, you know, mental clarity. Um, There's nootropics out there. Nootropics definitely help with flow state during my Ironman years. I was using Ana Alpha Brain. I've used Thesis. I've used Troscriptions. Um, You know, there's lots of different nootropics out there. So those definitely help with the mental component of flow state. 
what are some things that you do? So let's let's go into that. Like, let's kind of unpack because I think you're like the ultimate warrior, the ultimate man, the ultimate athlete. And, and watch Eric's videos, as you will see. You'll be jealous of him. You're like, dude, looks like he's like can go hunt a lion with his hands, and he's just ripped out of his mind. And he's this great guy. So a lot of people want to be you. So let's run this back. Like, what are some things that you do as your staples? And they can be also like, I don't want to call them hacks, but maybe your secret sauces that you think really give you the extra added advantage. Yeah, I love that. So I'm actually going to read this uh, to you right now. I have it up on my computer and I posted this earlier today. So um, over time, and these change, but over time, I've designed my days to be built around what I call tiny wins. And I'm literally going to read them verbatim to you of what really sets me up for success. So sleep at least eight hours every single day. Sleep is obviously huge for mental clarity, energy. It's a snowball effect. You get good sleep. So many other things are going to fall into place. Um, skill-based activities on here. I have attempt to make the perfect espresso every morning. I start my day making espresso for myself and my girlfriend. And it's just like a craft that you can continue to better, you know, over time. I got to stop you there. I love that. I I am in the same, but what are you using? Are you using a brevet? What do do you go with? Uh, we have a rocket, uh, apartamento. Okay. I'm going to have to write that one down and get that one. Sorry to throw you off, but I'm, I'm on the search for the best coffee as well. Keep going. We, we love it. Um, get outside for at least 60 minutes combined with exercise. I just did that. I just went mountain biking. Uh, lift something heavy, preferably with others that share the same passion. So, uh, you know, doing something active. I feel like we were meant to move. I think movement is medicine. Uh, get my heart rate above 155 beats per minute. Meet a new person, have several engaging conversations, introduce two people that will benefit from knowing each other, tell friends, family, and or your spouse, partner, you love them, hug, kiss, and share love with those closest to you, do something kind, give with no expectations, create something, content, community event, do something creative, learn something new, read, listen to a podcast, learn from another human, some kind of self-care, mind, body, and or spirit. Every night I do um, sauna and cold exposure here at the house. We usually have six to eight people that cycle through between five and seven. Uh, eat wholesome food with positive people. Participate in something community-oriented. Plan an adventure. So that's uh, that's my list of tiny wins that allow me to have a perfect day. Oh, that's one of the best answers I've ever had on this podcast. I absolutely love that. Man, that could be a book right there for you. How to be the ultimate man's man. Boom. And just look out, put little things on there. There you go. Book idea. No, that's great, man. And, and like you, you're the epitome of you have created a life that you enjoy. You are not a prisoner to the life you've created. Some people live in that too. Successful people will create their own prison, what they can't get out of. But mm-hmm. you've created a life of you put your essentials, what's most important to you. You've created the environment. You've put uh, environments where people come into your lives, you create that community. It's just a, it's an awesome thing to see. And it's also a thing like when you see it and you hear it, you're like, well, why don't people do that? Why, why do people run in this hamster wheel of life and continue to just be miserable? I don't, I don't know. Like, is it, is it a, this is really like a question. I really don't know. Is it a self, maybe it's a, um, like a self deprecating, like they don't feel like they deserve to live a great life? I don't know. What do you think? 
I mean, I think some of it is, you know, oftentimes I don't know that people really figure out what they're super passionate about until maybe really late in life when, you know, it's almost too late. I was fortunate to, you know, figure that out through Iron Man. I, I feel like I really unlocked this chapter of life I'm living now through all of the Iron Man training, the long runs, the long bike rides. Um, it gave me just a lot of solitude to think, reflect, and to really understand like what I wanted my days to be designed around so that I truly thrived. And, you know, oftentimes, you know, I, I could have made decisions over the years that just like what you said, trap me in something else. And, you know, looking back, I'm, I'm so fortunate that I made the decisions I made, but oftentimes we make decisions based on either public perception of success um, or pressure from outsiders. And, you know, that then we often get trapped in, in that hamster wheel that you're saying where you might not love what you're doing. And oftentimes it's scary to rip the bandaid off and like move to a new environment or quit your job and start something new or, you know, get rid of the partner that doesn't serve you anymore. Get rid of the friend group that doesn't serve you anymore. And, you know, everything in life is reps and sets. So the yeah. more you practice the discomfort of you know, ridding yourself of those things, the easier it is the next time when you get yourself into a rut. And, you know, by no means am I, um, am I, yeah, I'll, I'll get into a rut again. You know, we all get into ruts. It's just knowing when you're in that rut and understanding how to make the changes. So you get out of the rut and you start thriving again. Dude, that's so good, man. Reps and sets. I like that. It's kind of like a little memory hack there for you. Okay. So I love to ask high performing people that come on this podcast that are obviously doing great things like you are. What is what is something that is is holding you back from where you are currently in your life today to where you aspire to be? Because as I know, with all high performers that you want to continue to learn, you want to continue to grow. It's not, hey, I've made it. I'm done. So is mm -hmm. there anything that's holding you back in your life from from, from taking action? Yeah, I think the biggest thing holding me back right now is um, is hiring people and having people help me kind of manage a lot of the to-dos I've racked up over the last few years. Um, to backtrack a little bit, I've I've been an entrepreneur. I've I've built several businesses. It started with an insurance agency and then a software company and then a gym and then some restaurants and the the last four years have been very much about content creation and brand deals and consulting with brands. And I never intended for this to be a, a job. Um, and it, it's turned into a fun job, but it certainly has turned into, you know, every day I'm at a desk again for three or four hours, either on calls or, you know, doing computer work. And what's holding me back now from doing more of what I want to do, which is just in-person stuff and connecting people, um, is a lot of these to-dos that have just fallen on my plate of content I have to create every day. Um, so right now, yeah, it's, it's building out a team to help me um, so that I can start delegating some of these duties that I know others can do better than me because I'm a firm believer in do what only you can do and you can do best. And, you know, no one else can be me. No one else can make the introductions that I'm able to make. No one else can, you know, be me in person to do these in-person events. So I need to start delegating a lot of the content creation and video editing things. I'm just not that great at, I've learned the skill over time, but there's other people who can do it way better than I can. 
Yeah, and it's great that you're aware of that too, man, because it's not easy to do. I mean, it's not easy when you build everything, when you are the face, when you are the entrepreneur, to trust other people, to say, hey, you know what? I'm the Formula One race car driver and somebody else is going to change the lug nuts, fill the car with gas, change the tires. And it's hard to give up that control. But the power of it that you know and that you're building towards, and I'm saying this preaching to the choir, but for everybody to hear is figuring out how to have you, but less of you, not do, not working in emails, not working in scheduling, not working in the, in the things that aren't your superpowers. There's somebody out there that absolutely loves doing that and figuring out and finding that person. So yep. beautiful answer, man. And I know it's, it's a, it's a challenge. It's not easy to hire the right people, but I know that, you know, character, the, the same type of resiliency, the same type of drive, the same type of mission that you're on. All right. Love it. Love it. Now, I got to ask you selfishly, is there anything that you're doing like in the nutrition state of things that is just having you look like Zeus himself or is it a lot on the on the workout side? What's what's your take on that? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so for me, the very top of the pyramid is exercise. Um, I'm exercising upwards of three hours a day and have for the last 14 years. So exercise has really been the the top of the food chain to to have the aesthetic that I have. And I'm very much I'm performance based. You know, the aesthetic I always say is a byproduct of performance. Nice. So if I'm heavy training for CrossFit. I'm going to put on muscle mass. I'm probably going to put on a little fat as well. And if I'm running a lot, if I'm doing a lot of endurance activities, if I'm building up for Leadville 100 mountain bike race, something like that, then I'm, I'm going to trim up. I'm going to lose some muscle mass and I'm probably going to lose some body fat. So for me, aesthetic is really attributed to just what am I looking to do? And also what season is it in Colorado? In the summer, oftentimes I'm mountain biking a lot more and running a lot more because the weather's beautiful here. And in the wintertime, I'm in the gym a lot more. So I'm lifting heavy weights and doing aerobic conditioning. Um, diet is important. No doubt diet fuels the performance. And the biggest thing for me that differentiates, I think myself from a lot of others is I like to build my calories throughout the day. So I eat pretty light throughout the day and I have my largest meal in the evening. And a lot of that is for mental clarity. For me, there's a direct correlation between food volume and mental clarity. The more I eat, the less mental clarity I have. So I try to, you know, pretty limited calories throughout the day, smoothies, eggs, turkey sausage, you know, for meal one, meal two, and then meal three, that's when I'll eat, you know, a big steak or a, a double cheeseburger and potatoes or rice, some kind of carb. Um, but you know, ultimately eat, you know, whole foods, singular ingredient foods. I eat, you know, animal based. I certainly yeah. focus on protein. Um, you know, I've, I've dabbled with different diets over the years. Right now I'm eating higher carb diet because, um, um, kind of immersed in the CrossFit game season right now. So I'm looking to be strong and anaerobic and powerful. So carbs are obviously going to help with that. And then during the Ironman years, it was much more focused around vegetables, healthy fats, and just using fat for fuel to power my long endurance sessions. So again, I've never really eaten to have an aesthetic. I've always eaten to perform. What is going to help me perform the best? Um, physically and mentally. Mentally is so important for me. So for that reason, that's why I build calories throughout the day. I love how you say that. Like, that's really, I mean, that gives you kind of like a, a map to be able to follow. Because now there's people always talking about, well, it's an early time restricted feeding and eat all the calories early in the day. But if I eat a lot and I'm sluggish, 
So yeah. hearing that from you, I love that. That's good. And now, okay, so as we wind down here, and I'll just say I'm a big proponent for the animal base as well. That's really been really been helping me. But I also like to see that that you've done basically all the different types and you've been able to figure out how they work. And you're just kind of like a almost like a lab rat for your own body to figure out how you can perform at the highest level. That's fun. Yeah. So we're all scientists. We're all scientists. I think that's important to know is that science is experiments for ourselves. You know, you don't have to just listen to a scientist, like experiment on yourself and see what works for you. You're your own scientist. Exactly. And you don't have to listen to just what everybody else says, because most people are just going to say what works for them or or just people will say, like, as we know, in the in the public eye, who's paying General Mills the money to say that cornflakes or whatever is the most healthiest thing there is. So yep. ask questions. Figure out what works for you. There you go. I need to know from you, Eric, what is the, like, as we wind down, what's this, uh, is there a journey? Is there an adventure? Is there a, like we talked about before, a misogi, an incredibly difficult challenge that you have on your challenge bucket list? What is it? And I'm joining you on it. I love that. So, um, I like to think of those things as obstacles and I do them every day. I have obstacles in my life every single day, whether it's that CrossFit workout in the morning or getting in the cold water every day, seeing how long I can last in the sauna. So I like having obstacles every day that I have to face. And then I also put in several self-imposed obstacles every year. This year, um, I'm doing the Leadville 100 mountain bike race, which I've done one other time. And I'm doing the triple bypass, which is a 120 mile uh, bike ride over three mountain passes in Colorado. I may do rim to rim to rim Grand Canyon trail run with some friends. Kind of depends on where I'm at in, in the CrossFit game season. If I'm if I continue to advance, I will not do that. I'll focus on CrossFit. But if I uh, if I don't make the cut after quarterfinals and semifinals, then I'll start ramping up the running and ramping up the mountain biking for those three events. So yeah, obstacles. I think we all need obstacles yeah. in our life to you know that we're a little scared about, and also that just make us focus on something. I think that's so important to like have purpose. Like my training is purposeful. It's going towards something. And you know, I, that, that keeps the stoke high. Yeah. And you know what? I, I love it because you show people that you can push yourself to another level and pass where the, maybe the, the brain is telling you or the body's telling you you need to shut down. But I, I get a lot more out of what you do as opposed to a David Goggins. It's no knock on Goggins, but I don't like, I don't think many people can actually relate to him, but people can see mm -hmm. you and like read about your past and the business that you were in and talking about how, and you, I mean, you were an athlete and then you were not an athlete. Then you were back to an athlete and how you're just testing things on yourself. So I think you're very relatable and that's a good thing. That's a really good thing to have. So how can people hang out with you? I know you're doing some in-person events. Can people come learn from you or there's any opportunities like that you have? Yeah, definitely. So uh, link on my profile on Instagram is where I always have all of the different community events I have coming up. Um, I think it's sold out, but uh, I know Brian Mazza will be doing many more of these. I have HPLT, High Performance Lifestyle Training, next week here in Denver. Those are four-day fitness, recovery, Disc bonding over discomfort, great speaker um, retreats. And, you know, Brian does them all throughout the year, um, both in the U.S. And, and I think he has some internationally now. Um, but I do community cold plunges. I do community workouts. I have some coming up in L.A., Nashville. Um, 
I think we have one coming up in Miami. So hit the link in my profile on Instagram and you can see all of those community workouts and cold plunges that, that are coming up. And those are all free. Those are just, I want to meet people. I, I, you know, like I, I read off in my tiny wins, meet at least one per, new yeah. person every day. So I love meeting new people. Come on. You won that today. I met you. You met me. There That's right. Go. Hey, and just so everybody knows, Eric, Rich Devini, Mark Devine, and I are going to put on some epic, epic mastermind event travels around the world. So he, uh, Let's he do Eric, it. Eric hasn't agreed to that, nor does he know that, but I'm actually just putting him out there right now. So message me if you want to be a part of it. There you go. Hey, last thing, drop the mic for us, Eric, as we let you off this podcast. If you could give somebody one piece of advice, a you know, just a, a one word or a phrase or something that's really helped you get through the difficult time. Someone's stuck and they're like, man, I don't know. What was me? Life is just beating me down. How can they get out of that mindset? Is there anything that you can give that they can just hold on to and use as a motivator daily? Yeah, definitely. Movement is medicine. That that is what I would give people. And you know, for me, we're we're all. It's life is a roller coaster ride. You know, we're all gonna have bad times. You know, someone in our family is gonna be sick. We're you know, good, something shitty's gonna happen at work. Someone's gonna cut us off on the road. And you know, I've implemented these practices in my life. Movement being a big one of them that always gets me back into a positive mindset. So we were designed to move, and we were designed to move often. So movement is medicine. You know, come up with these protocols in your life around self-care that can help you get back on track when life's, you know, sets you off track. Love it. And you know what? I'm going to challenge people to do what you did and write down what your tiny wins are. Make a list of what tiny wins look like for the day. So, you know, you can go back to check them. If you have one of these wins, it gives you this, this boost and how you feel and your contentment in life. So, dude, Eric, you are a wealth of knowledge, man. I can't wait to work out with you sometime. Put me through the ringer and crush it and just sauna it up and hang with you. So thank you so much for giving your time, brother. Really appreciate it. Yeah, this is great chatting with you. And open invite, please come out to Colorado and uh, we'll definitely put you through some fun workouts. I do. I'm a nut for the cold plunging. I actually did a cold plunge in a Colorado. I was at a retreat in Colorado, like two hours outside of Denver. So me yep. and a friend, he runs a company, Tommy John. We were out there at a leadership thing. And we got in this pond that had ice on the on the top of it in the morning. But we so we went in the afternoon. It was probably like 35 degrees. One of the guys hadn't been in ice plunging or done any of that before. He like literally couldn't get his hands back and almost went to hypothermia. I know that's a horrible leadership decision by me having allowing him to do that. But anyways, I'm really into it and we'll be uh yeah, we'll be careful when we do it. Hell yeah. <laughs> Thanks, brother. Okay, so if you enjoyed that podcast, check this out. What I do is I give keynote talks to companies, corporations, organizations, teams all throughout the country and the entire world. If you want me to come speak to your team, to your company, or know somebody who might, reach out to me, please. I'm very easy to get a hold of, david at davidnurse.com. And I'm also doing some super special gives with my new book, do it, the life-changing power of taking action, coming out April 4th. Message me because I'm doing some gives for free talks, for free coaching courses, even an amazing NBA tickets experience at Los Angeles gourmet food Michelin star celebrities type of thing for people who buy a certain amount of books. So please check this all out. Reach out to me if you're interested in a keynote talk or to know more about the book 
giveaways that I'm doing. April 4th is the launch. Thank you so much.